Hello and welcome to another episode of a Run and Thought podcast coming to you all the way from the middle of the Pacific Ocean on top of a volcano. I got it wrong today. What am I going to do? Um, so it's good to be back. And uh, I actually made notes this time so that I can be slightly coherent. Um, just disclaimer alert. Uh, and, and kids don't follow my example, but I did get to go running today and I had a nice big uh, steak and uh, some asparagus and a couple of uh, New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPAs. So um, I may be a little bit more like uh, loose and uh, um, whatever. But yeah, so I made notes of a couple things to go over on this podcast. I don't know why I'm mentioning all this now. Um, I think it would be a lot better, a lot smoother if I were to just um, not mention that. But anyways, so thanks for tuning in again. Um, I hope that your week is going good. Um, Not to bring up a sore subject, but it seems like... um, COVID vaccines are rolling out, and um, fingers crossed, hopefully uh, things are going to start getting better uh, from from here on in, um, but yeah, so at any rate, hope everybody's uh, week is, is going good, I know I already said that, but I'll just uh, repeat it again, and uh, hopefully you're having a pleasant weekend. Um... So yeah, so let's begin. I am going to go ahead and start with the um, events coming up. So I'm going to go ahead and refresh this stuff because I pulled it up way earlier today. Um, So on ultrasignup.com, it looks like uh, the same stuff that I've been um, announcing the last couple of podcasts, but... At any rate, the uh, Go Big 260 miler is going to be Saturday, December 26, 2020. That's uh, Hilo. Go Big 100 miler and 50K also listed as Saturday, December 26, 2020. But you may want to check their um, website uh, just to make sure on those starting dates uh, for both of those events, the 260 miler and the um, 100 miler and 50K. Um, actually, three different events there. Um, but the uh, Go Big 100 Miler 50K also um, Hilo. New Year's Cheers is a six hour 5K and three hour. That's going to be Saturday, January 23rd, 2021. And that's in Volcano. The Bacoa Spring Fling 50K 100 Miler. That's Saturday, February 20th, 2021. And that's in Ninole. And then Under the Moon, 200K, 100K, 50K. That's going to be Saturday, June 26, 2021 in Hilo. And then moving over to Hawaii Running Labs. Again, uh, I can't say enough um, about HRL. Uh, Matter of fact, I was wearing one of their shirts today on my run. Whenever I go up to a volcano and I'm going to be kind of proximal to the visitor center, I usually wear a shirt just because I think it's the proper thing to do. There's people um, that are coming from all around the world, and I don't think they really came here to see uh, my naked upper torso. So I usually wear a shirt 
up around there. And then if it's going to be cold or if it's going to be excessively sunny, I will wear a shirt. And the shirt that I choose to always wear is uh, the HRL um, New Balance short sleeve top uh, white. And mine are all, I think I've got three or four of them. Mine are all like uh, scratched and dirty and nasty looking. But, you know, I wash them. They don't stink, but... um, they are my running shirts, and so I've got uh, three or four of them, and they all look very horrible, but I wear them all the time, um, and they're good to go. I wouldn't wear anything else. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, so events coming up for HRL, there's the Mele Kamikimaka uh, Marathon, 5K and 10K, and then the Winter Challenge, 30K, 50k and 50 mile uh, all of those events are virtual you can go to hawaiirunninglab.com um, and look under events to see more details on those so if you're interested in that please uh, do sign up and then if you need actual good advice um, dr michael garrison is a expert i've paid for his advice in the past and hey man it totally worked for me. Um, of course, results may vary. I'm not. He's not a sponsor. I'm not. Uh, but I am endorsing him. I. I think that um, he's got a good thing going. So, check out um, HawaiiRunningLab.com. Um, moving on, uh, RunningTheUSA.com has some events listed uh, that weren't on Ultra Sign Up. So December 20th, 2020, uh, Jingle Bell Beach Run. That's a 5K. That's going to be in Kailua Kona. Um, the Hilo to Volcano Ultra and Relay. The actual, um, I guess, physical, not, how do I word this? The, the everybody get together and run at once and, uh, you know, end at, uh, volcano and get a medal and all that stuff that's canceled there's a virtual event uh 50k run and 50k relay and um you can look at their website that's um helo to volcano ultra and relay check out their website for more information but um it's all virtual for this year and that's going to be on january 9th uh, 2021 um, look for more details. I, I, I'm not sure what the, the date range is now that it is virtual, but, um, that's Hilo Hawaii. And I don't know if, if how it works with virtual, if you just run 30, um, or 50 K or if you, um, if you have to run it from Hilo to volcano, I would think you would have to run it from Hilo to volcano, but anyways, um, March 14th, 2021, the Big Island International Marathon. That's a full marathon, half marathon, 10K, 5K, and a two-mile two run. And that's going to be Hilo. June 5th, 2021, the Ironman. Um, that's, you know, not I'm not interested in competing in that, but some of you may be, and, uh, and or uh, you may be interested in spectating. That's going to be June 5th, 2021. Um, of course, that's uh, in Waimea, Hawaii. 
June 27, 2021, Kona Marathon. That's a full marathon, half marathon, 10K, 5K run. Um, Kailua Kona, of course, is the starting place for that. And I think that's about as far as I'll go on this particular list. Um, looking at runguides.com, uh, Kona Brewers Festival, Run for Hops. That is Kailua Kona, and that's going to be on March 13th, 2021. Um, Big Island International Marathon, March 14th, 2021. That's going to be in Hilo, Hawaii. The Hapalua Hawaii's Half Marathon, that's in Waimea. That's going to be April 11th, 2021. Volcanoes Ohia Lehua Half Marathon, um, April 2021 to be determined, the exact date to be determined, but that's trail, 5K, and half marathon. Kona Marathon, again, I think I already read that, but that's uh, June 2021 to be determined, date to be determined. Of course, it's in Kona. Um, the Kau Coffee Trail Runs, again, I highly recommend this. Five stars, must, must do um, if you're in Hawaii or if you live in Hawaii. Um, September 2021, exact date to be determined. Uh, I think I'm going to be there for this one. I missed it um, last year, and I think I missed it the year before. Um, but I've run it several times, and I super duper like that um, course and have a lot of fun doing that one. So Kau Coffee Trail Run, that's going to be to be determined September 2021, um, Pahala, Hawaii. That's a trail, 5K, 10K, and half marathon. I recommend sign up for the half marathon and just, you know, go for it. It's going to be tough, but uh, you can do it. And I think that's all the events that I wanted to read off. So let me just close all those windows. Um, and then let me consult my notes. So, yeah, my knee hurts. Um, ever since I've... I fell a couple weeks ago. Um, my knee has been really bothering me. I had some pre-existing um, injuries and uh, knee pain um, in my left knee forever, basically. Um, and they had, for the most part, subsided. It would still pop up every now and then. But ever since that fall, um, I've been having knee pain and then uh, I have been having uh, some calf pain as well but the the knee is quite different from the calf pain and so I actually didn't make notes about this but I wanted to talk about um, clotting uh, DVT um, let me actually I gotta google this thing um so yeah, to get back to my original thought, my, my knee's been hurting and um, I think it was definitely from that fall a couple of weeks ago um, and it may be partially attributable to um, the shoes I've been wearing. I've been wearing um, Ultra um, Olympus and I forgot if they were 3.0s or 3.5s, but um, they are kind of worn out. So it's weird to think that max uh, cushion shoes could wear out, but I mean, I guess apparently the the cushioning, the um, 
the foam in even max cushion shoes eventually compresses uh, so much that it just becomes uh, hard. Um, there's no there's no spring in it anymore, um, and so it basically just becomes an unstable hard mass. And then I notice on the bottom the wear patterns on the bottom of the um, the current pair that I have. I think it's the left foot that's worn way further down than the uh, right. So I I do believe that one of my legs is shorter than the other, and apparently like I'm I'm really uh, scraping the ground with my with my left foot. So it's good to look at that that kind of thing um, on the shoes that you got. That can tell you a lot about how you're. Um, pronating or where your foot's striking the ground um, just looking at the wear pattern from your shoes I think the current pair of shoes that I've been wearing I probably got about 500 miles on them so they're well worn and you can tell you know exactly where my foot's hitting the ground so it's it's good to look at those I don't know exactly what you're gonna do with all that information but you can kind of see if you're over pronating or under pronating um but uh, for today's run, I actually used an old pair of uh, King MTs or King Mountains, however you want to say it, um, that I used just to kick around in. So I had kind of like retired these shoes um, and just used them basically to mow grass or go anytime I would go out um, to like the grocery store or something, I would wear these shoes and they're ripped all to heck and... Um, I don't even know how the uppers attach to the uh, the sole anymore, but um, I wore them on my run today, and they felt fine. And actually, my my knee felt a little bit better, um, not a whole lot, like not to where I think that it's just the the shoes that are causing it, but um, it felt a little bit better. And if you're not familiar, if you haven't heard me talk about it before. Um, the King MTs, they are a minimalist uh, shoe. They got minimal cushioning, and I believe there's zero drop. Um, the Olympus is a max cushion shoe. If you've ever, if you're familiar with um, Hoka or Hoka One One or One One or however you say it, um, those are also max cushion shoes. And so the Ultra Olympus is kind of in the same uh, category. It's got huge. Um, cushion on it and I wore those type of shoes when I did um, the 100 mile ultra marathon um, do you have to wear those no I did um, I don't know if they helped me or if they hurt me um, because they are kind of heavy and they do make your f your foot a little bit unstable it's like wearing platforms um, to run in so you know Results may vary. Be be cautious. Um, not all that is cushioned is gold, but uh, but yeah. So I wore the King MTs today, and they they felt fine, even though they're all messed up and old and, and crappy. So you know, kind of similar to what I've been saying for the last couple of podcasts, um, especially with my um, with my contact that's doing an experiment with the uh, Vibram uh, Five Fingers. And another shoe, I think he's he's got some Merrells um, that are kind of like a barefoot type 
minimal cushion shoe that he's been running in. Um, it may be better to to run in those uh, less cushiony shoes just because of the the weight savings, and it could just be that nature has designed the the perfect uh, sole, um, and you don't need a bunch of cushioning. But I tell you what. Um, the first time you kick a rock, even in a shoe, you're going to be um, wishing that you had like steel toes. But unfortunately, I don't think there's any steel toe running shoes. But uh, I digress. So yeah, my knee hurts and I am, I've got some CBD. I have not taken it in a while, um, but I'm going to try that and then... Um, I've got some emu oil. I forgot the the brand name, but um, it's kind of expensive. Both of those are kind of expensive. CBD oil and emu oil. I don't know if they're um, actually snake oil or if they work, but I'm going to try to find out because my my knee's been hurting. Um, But one thing that was kind of concerning, and again, I forgot to make notes about this, but good thing I remembered, um, I had a cramp in my calf and... I just brushed it off as being a leg cramp because my my watch has been telling me that my VO2 max has gone down. It went from like a 59 down to a 53 and I have not been getting as much running in as I would like to. I, I usually like to run every day, but um, since I started my new job in... Um, combined with school uh i hate to say it this way because it's such a a cop-out and an excuse but i have not been running every day i just have not had the time and then also the weather has been like really horrible um it's been raining and there's even some lightning um i know i'm a wuss but uh I actually did make it out to run yesterday in the rain, and I ran in the rain again today. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things, and you know, hopefully 2021 will be a way better year, and um, I want to get way more hard and way more tough in 2021. I, I do want to run around uh, the island of Hawaii, so I am hoping to get into... Um, uh, picking up heavy things and putting them down basically plus you know a whole lot more running than um, I've been doing this year I kind of you know I did some but I didn't do quite as much as I had planned on um, so back to my point uh, I didn't know if maybe I'm just like out of shape and so my legs cramping or if maybe you know I've been having too much caffeine or maybe I'm dehydrated or whatever I thought maybe I had a leg cramp and so I I looked you know calf pain that won't go away and one thing that came up which I was aware of but didn't really you know think of it in this situation but uh, deep vein thrombosis and I'm reading right off the Google search but it occurs when a blood clot forms in one or more of the deep veins in your body, usually your legs. Um, deep vein thrombosis can cause leg pain 
or swelling, but can occur with no symptoms. And so the reason that I'm mentioning DVT is because it's 100% deadly. Uh, if the clot breaks off and gets into your lungs or, in, you know, maybe in your brain, uh, it can occlude blood flow, thus occluding oxygen and killing brain tissue, heart tissue, lung tissue. Um, so it can it can be deadly. I'm not a doctor and, you know, what I have may not be DVT, but I just wanted to kind of make everyone aware that sometimes when you have a pain, you shouldn't just brush it off as, um, you know, oh, it's just a cramp or, oh, I'm just out of shape or whatever. Like, you really need to seriously consider I may have uh, a clot. Like, especially if you've been on, if you've been sitting for long periods of time, like on an airplane. Um, yeah, <laughs> if you've been sitting a long periods of time. Uh, because what, what happens is... Um, you start, you get a little clot and it kind of like attaches to the side of the blood vessel and then like it gradually starts building. Um, and then once the clot gets big enough or, or whatever, or it gets disrupted, it breaks off from the, uh, the vessel wall and then starts traveling in your bloodstream. At that point, it's, uh, dangerous. And so the, um, when to see a doctor, if you develop signs or symptoms of deep vein thrombosis, contact your doctor. If you develop signs or symptoms of pulmonary embolism, which is a life-threatening complication of deep vein thrombosis, seek immediate medical attention. So those symptoms are, for deep vein thrombosis, the signs and symptoms can include swelling in the affected leg. Rarely there's swelling in both legs. Pain in your leg. The pain often starts in your calf and can feel like cramping or soreness. Red or discolored skin on the leg. A feeling of warmth in the affected leg. Deep vein thrombosis can occur without noticeable symptoms. I'm getting all this stuff off the mayoclinic.org um, website. Um, the warning signs and symptoms of a pulmonary pulmonary embolism include sudden shortness of breath, chest pain or discomfort that worsens when you take a deep breath or when you cough, feeling lightheaded or dizzy or fainting, rapid pulse or coughing up blood. Okay. I didn't have any of those. Um, I am pretty sure that what I've got is a cramp um, and probably caused by overuse and being dehydrated Um And so time will tell, <laughs> but I uh, just wanted to make everybody aware that this is a thing that can happen. Um, some people have blood clotting disorders, um, or they are sitting for a long period of time. If you had surgery, if you are pregnant, uh, sometimes birth control pills, being overweight or obese, smoking, cancer, heart failure, um, IBS, Family history of DVT, age, um, being older than 60 increases your risk. And then, uh, like I said before, standing for periods, long periods of time, uh, like when you're driving or flying, you remain still for hours, 
calf muscles don't contract, um, so your blood's not circulating as much, and then blood clots can form. Okay, you, you can go to the emergency room, and they can give you anticoagulants, and you kind of just, your body absorbs the clot on its own. Um, the only caveat is if you do get cut, you may bleed out, not be able to, to clot um, from the bleed. So, but anyway, I'm getting way too in the weeds. I just, you know, it kind of was a, a reminder to me. I was aware of DVT, but um, I didn't think about it in my case until I did a little Google search um, just for calf and pain in calf that, that won't go away because I had this pain in my calf for um, a couple days. And so um, I just want to let everybody know about that. All right. I'm done scaring everybody. Onward to the next thing. Um, I wanted to, to send out a thank you, and I posted some things on um, Reddit today. Um, if you go to r forward slash a running thought, and that is with no G, just a running thought, um, that is the Running Thought Podcast official uh, Reddit page. And I posted some uh, pictures up earlier today of um, a Patagonia sweater type jacket that I was sent um, along with a sweet neck gaiter, um, Georgia Jewel neck gaiter. And um, that came from Jenny Baker and her family with uh, the Georgia Jewel. And I got... um, if you scroll through those uh, pictures, I got a sweet, sweet package that I can only imagine was put together by her children. Um, and so the package kind of made it along with the handwritten note. And um, I was super pumped um, to get that jacket because I needed it. Um, it's a little bit chilly. I know. Don't punch me in the face, people that are um, in the the midwest right now um but it's actually been a little bit chilly in hawaii it usually is during the uh winter months it rains a lot more and um it gets pretty cold at night and in the early morning and then up at volcano um it's a a few degrees colder um anyways but yeah so i was super pumped to get this jacket in the mail uh sends it usps flat rate big shout out to United States Postal Service, because uh, FedEx was going to charge like ninety dollars to to get it here, um, fourteen ninety five with the uh, United States Postal Service, and I got a sweet sweet neck gaiter which I actually wore today. Um, so thank you, Jenny and uh, Franklin Baker and your family for the jacket and then also for decorating that package um that kind of just made it extra special um and so i do appreciate it i don't even want to like toss that package out i want to keep it now but uh at any rate um the neck gator actually came in handy today i wanted to talk about that too this is kind of uh 
you could probably file this under common sense, but um, I have that negator that uh, Jenny sent me, and then also um, I ordered a sample from the Run and Thought um, Teespring store because I wanted to uh, kind of I wanted to have a neck gaiter but then also I wanted to to know the quality of the item uh, it's a super high quality neck gaiter the one from um, a run and thought teespring store like super soft super thick almost too warm to wear in Hawaii the last couple times that I've worn it it's been um, kind of sunny days up in Volcano and I just I wear it on the trail just so I can pull it over my face um, so as not to be you know rude or endanger people on the trail um, you know during these COVID times but um, but it's almost a little too hot it warms up those uh, uh, carotids you get that hot blood going to to the head but it actually felt great today um, I didn't have the the one from uh, the Run and Thought Teespring store. I had the one that um, Jenny sent me, which is a little bit thinner material. But I tell you what, that's a good item just to keep in the, the vehicle, um, especially if you're going somewhere cold, because when you're starting off on a run, um, or if you're in a place that's cold enough through the entire duration of the run, it is nice to have your hot, hot breath um, going all over your face and your neck um, instead of being completely freezing cold because I mean even for me up in Volcano today I would imagine it was in the 50s or maybe 60s um, or should I say the 60s maybe 50s probably more um, likely but uh, running up there today it was a little bit chilly I was in a t-shirt and shorts and um, I had that neck gaiter on just to have it so I could pull over my face in case I saw somebody. But I tell you what, it was nice to have it and um, keep my face sort of heated and my neck and everything during that first portion of the run. And the Georgia Jewel one that uh, was a little bit thinner material, it actually um, was nice enough to wear through the whole run. I almost had to take the one from the mine, the Run and Thought uh, Teespring one, I almost had to take it off because it's a nice um, thick material and it, it's a little bit too hot to wear on a sunny day. But um, but yeah, so Nat Gator is great for, um, for running on a cold day. That was my point to all that. Um, in that same category i've been trying to run with a mask when i run on bayfront especially if i'm in areas like right along bayfront and in the park and everything um proximal to other people but i was running yesterday and it was just oppressive like i couldn't even breathe and i'm not even exaggerating like i i couldn't breathe through my nostrils i was having to breathe through my mouth and so finally i just took that mask off i'm sorry everybody but um, I just could, I was going to suffocate. I don't like to breathe through my mouth when I run anyway, because it's just better to breathe through your nostrils in and out if you can. Um, and I've explained that before, but, um, it just, number one, it humidifies the, the air, 
Um, number two, it's a little bit more uh, of a constricted space. And so I feel like you train a little bit better breathing in and out through your nose than you do just like gulping air through your mouth. Um, if you're in Hilo, you're going to suck up some insects too if, you, if you're if you breathing in and out through your, your mouth. Of course, the mask kind of um, prevents that. But I've noticed my VO2 max has gone way down since I've been running with the mask as well. So, you know, that could be from the mask um, and actually the just not getting enough airflow so uh you know at this point I'm I'm torn between wearing a mask when I run or not it's not like that big of a deal I don't think um, in Hilo anybody would give me too much uh, crap for for running without one um, but again I just wanted to kind of like be respectful of other people that were uh, down along Bayfront, um, because I've seen some stuff posted on Reddit and uh, around the internet where people are complaining about, you know, tourists coming in, not wearing masks, congregating, um, and even locals not wearing masks, congregating, how dangerous it is. And so um, realizing the seriousness of COVID and not wanting to, you know, be part and parcel of the uh, problem I've been trying to, to wear the mask, but I mean, it's just, it was kind of oppressive and it really depends on the type of mask that you're wearing. I've got the disposable one, the little thin paper one. Those are fine. Um, the one that I had on yesterday that was actually like suffocating me to death, unfortunately, was one of the ones from the Run and Thought store. And so if you have it on like normal, you know, day-to-day -day stuff, it's fine. But for running, I don't recommend those uh, particular masks. They're a little bit too... Um, the the weave is a little bit too um, fine. And so your airflow, not very great if you're, if you're running. Um, but yeah, so anyways, um, I guess I'll move on to the, the next subject. But again, thank you. Uh, Jenny and family, Georgia Jewel, uh, great packaging, great great sweater jacket, um, neck gaiters, awesome for neck and uh, face warmth in cold weather. I mean, I know that's kind of a doyoyoy, but uh, <laughs> I just thought I would bring it up. Um, let's see, I was in Volcano today running uh, as I mentioned and as I have mentioned many times before that's one of my favorite places to to go um today was kind of um uh what do you call it like the the old standby route um I was running where was I running where's my phone I took a picture of the the um the trailhead I do believe it's a crater rim trail but I just want to be sure I'm not being totally FOS. Yeah, Crater Rim Trail. And so I run Crater Rim Trail, the Thurston Lava Tubes, and then there's a little kind of evac road that goes past Thur Thurston Lava Tubes. So I run that and the little spur that goes down to the highway. Um, and so that's what I did today. That's just a real quick kind of 
like in and out and it's proximal to the uh, visitor center and the entrance exit so I like to do that when I'm sort of pressed for time today was just kind of a a rainy uh, very rainy day um, in Hilo and then all the way up to Volcano um, actually up on the trail it wasn't so bad it was still raining it was very muddy conditions and um, but it was you know I had plenty of tree covers kind of like in a little fern slash rainforest slash ahia forest um, so the trees and the overgrowth kind of got a lot of the rain but it was still pretty muddy and mucky but um, I had fun it was a good good time um, and it was just a quick way to get you know six trail miles in and, and then get back to the house um, relatively quickly um, there are a lot of birds out and I think I mentioned this before the the friendly bird that comes out all the time in the parking lot near devastation trail I actually learned today from the back of the um, Hawaii Volcanoes National Park map that that is a Kalish pheasant spelled K-A-L-I-J uh, pheasant and I didn't see him today but usually he'll he'll run out um, I think people have been feeding him if you're feeding that bird stop um, you're not supposed to and then it's not good for him either because then they start relying on the the humans and um, I guess they forget I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now, but I guess they they would rather just get stuff from humans and they kind of don't um, forage for themselves. But anyway, you're not supposed to feed them. Don't feed those birds. Uh, but anyway, th that bird comes up to me most days, but not today. But I saw plenty of other ones uh, just like them all over the trail. They must like to come out when it's raining. I don't, I don't know why, but uh, there's plenty of them out on the the trail today uh, again i wore the the king mts they felt great uh, even though they're old as the hills and uh, worn out um, but my other shoes the um, olympus i actually got them soaking wet yesterday and there's been no sunshine so the shoes didn't dry out today before i went up to volcano so i just had to wear what was dry of course like retrospect and I knew this going in too but I was soaking wet after my run today so it really didn't make a difference um I could have just wore those wet ones right off the bat but you know I don't know there's just some you know wet shoes are just not appealing even if you know the the dry ones that you got on are going to be soaking wet in a few minutes there's just something about it you just don't want to start off in those wet wet shoes or maybe you do but I don't uh, I have an aversion to, to wet feet um, I was gonna talk about and I think I did talk about these a little bit but I got um, some new soft flasks from Hydropack and so I went a little crazy I had been carrying I think 500 milliliter soft flasks um, and decided to upgrade to 750 milliliter ones because they seem to be a little bit better construction 
And then also they hold 750 milliliters. So I can carry one and that's got plenty of fluid for like a nice, um, you know, six mile, seven mile run, whatever, probably even 10 miles. You'd be fine with 750 milliliters of uh, scratch in there. Um, I did find out though that with my Solomon vest, uh, which Hydropack makes the 500 milliliter um, soft flask that I usually carry in my um, Solomon, I think it's like a 12 pack or 15 pack. I, I f what do they call it? I think it's called pack, 15 pack, or I, I forget, but they do by numbers, and that is kind of indicative of the the number of pockets on the the vest. I guess how expensive it is too. But uh, so I usually carry those 500 milliliters in that vest. Um, I tried to run, uh, if you recall me talking about taking uh, my friend to ride his bike down um, Chain of Craters Road while I ran out the evacuation route. Um, that day I carried two of the 750 milliliters plus uh, 500 milliliter um, pack in the back portion of my um, hydration vest. And I got to say, like, those 750 milliliter bottles are a little unwieldy to be stuffing in in the vest. They, they really bounce up and down, and um, they are best held in your hand. So what I have been doing is I've not been running, like, super long distances anyway, but I will just carry the 700, one 750 mil in one hand. Uh, and it actually works out great. I like, I like that, um, but I definitely don't like carrying two of them in uh, the vest. I think 500 milliliter is about the biggest one that will fit in the pockets that are designed to to hold the soft flask. Um, the 750 milliliter, milliliter probably would fit, but it would be so awkward to to have those in there, um, and then it would be super stretched for sure. Um, but yeah, just, you know, if you're thinking about getting the 750 mil, I would, I would go for it. The construction seems to be better. The design is, uh, much better than the one on the, the 500 milliliter flask that I had from a couple of years back. Um, but yeah, Bay by Hydropack, I like to carry one in my hand and that's how I like to, to use those. Um, I did buy two thinking that I would put them in the vest for longer runs, which I probably still will, I guess, somehow I'll have to figure something out. And when I do, I'll let you all know. But um, it was awkward. They were bouncing up and down and um, doing crazy stuff. So thinking about that made me think about something else. I, I always try to be at least a little bit helpful. Um, so for anybody that's starting out that's never run like super long distances where they need to carry a pack with like provisions in it, um, fluids and uh, food slash nutrition, uh, I wanted to let you know uh, you can just go ahead and learn from my mistake and not go to the expense of uh, buying this item. But uh, thinking back to when I started running with packs, um, I started off with waist gear, so like a belt, 
right? Uh, or a fanny pack type deal with like water bottles on the side. I'm going to go ahead and tell you like running with those uh, was never optimal. So even with the smallest one where I would just have, you know, like a little bit of drink powder or maybe like a clip bar or something in there, they still bounce up and down. They still um, chafe your waist. Um, they're just irritating. And then the bigger ones like bounce up and down on your waist and mess up your um, stride and your rhythm. So I'm just going to tell you, like, I highly recommend going with a vest type solution and not purchasing uh, the waist type fanny pack, you know, bottle holder type thing um, for running. They may be okay for hiking, but when you're running and you're, you're um, oscillating or whatever, you know, you're moving up and down that stupid... Um, waist gear moves up and down too. Um, I have not used any other type of vest than Solomon. That doesn't mean that Solomon's the best um, or that I think that Solomon's the best. It's just what I've used and I'm familiar with. And I can tell you from using those, they fit snugly and there's not a lot of up and down motion uh, for the most part, other than when you put those 750 mil bottles in the sides and then it just gets crazy. I... I don't want to get like too graphic because I like to keep this um, to where, you know, all audiences can appreciate. But it was the closest I've probably ever come to feeling like what a, a female feels like when they're running. Um, having those 750 mil bottles like stuffed in the, the sides of my, um, my vest. Okay. I, it wasn't. It wasn't optimal. Like, I actually ended up drinking um, most of those, not out of actual thirst, but just out of trying to get the fluid out of them so I wouldn't have to deal with them, you know, uh, not vibrating, but, like, shifting uh, everywhere and, and, like, just up and down and crazy. Uh, But, yeah, so... No waste gear. Don't waste your money on that. Ha ha ha. Uh, use them for hiking, maybe, but not for not for running. Vests all the way. There's lots of good vest makers. When I run um, ultra events, I see all different kinds. So people wear, um, you know, Nathan Osprey. I've actually had Osprey in the past, and I like that pretty well. Um, the uh, Solomon was just kind of the the most form-fitting and uh, kind of feature-rich, I guess, like pockets and stuff like that. I kind of just started using those, and, and that was that. Um, yeah, so moving on. Uh, while I was up at Volcano today, I actually saw a book like a week or two ago that um, I was looking for gifts for family and I had looked at this book and um, I put it back down, but I was interested in it for myself. Um, I bought some other things instead, Um, but then I've been thinking about this book ever since and um, actually went back and bought 
a copy for my dad, and then I bought a copy for me. But the name of the book is uh, Explore the Geology of Kilauea Volcano, and that's by uh, Richard Hazlitt. And Richard is from the Department of Geology at Pomona College in Claremont, California. And so this book, I have not read it yet, but it basically gives you um, the rundown on um, the geology of Kilauea Volcano. And so it explains all the different types of um, terminology, or not types of terminology, but the, it explains all the terminology and then the, the different types of uh, faults and rock formations. And uh, it goes into great detail. And so I'm super interested to read all about this because, um, quite honestly, I, um, I don't know anything about volcanoes uh, or the terrain that I walk on every day. And so I think it's about time that I, I sat down with a... A book and learn something. I got a friend um, that's a geologist for uh, USGS and so this may actually help me um, have more educated conversations with him. Um, time will tell. But yeah, it's an interesting looking book and um, I'm super excited to uh, dig into it. Um, but again, that's Explore the Geology of Kilauea Volcano by Richard Hazlitt from the Department of Geology, Pomona College, Claremont, California. And I'll let you know as I find um, interesting tidbits in that book. Um, I'll include those on the podcast because it's super relevant. Um, yeah, so if anybody cares, after the, the run today, um, I had steak and asparagus. And again, I kind of washed it down with a couple of New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPAs. Kids, don't uh, drink alcohol for adults only. But um, no one cares. But I just thought I would include that. Um, I was just uh, hankering for a steak and a little bit of beer. So I don't drink that much, but uh, today I wanted one. So there you go. Um, an interesting thing has come up. I was um, contacted by one of my friends, and they suggested that we start a petition slash website slash uh, movement to um, make Hilo Watershed Area, a.k.a. Um, Narnia, make that a state park. And so I think currently that area is closed off to the general public. I believe um, it's open to hunters. Um, but other than that, you're not supposed to actually be up there. Wouldn't it be nice if they would open it up and you could go enjoy the waterfalls Um you probably, with it being a state park, would not be able to get into the river anymore um, legally. But uh, I think people have been getting in the river illegally for a long, long time. But uh, to have that area open again would be such a, a great thing. Because it's one of the... 
the best areas, in my opinion, without leaving Hilo proper, um, to do trail running and to get a nice workout. Um, running seven miles on those trails that are back in there, actually they're, they're roads, they're not really trails, but, um, those roads that lead up to the top of that watershed area, that's a great elevation gain. Um, and then you get to practice, you know, coming down elevation, which is actually tougher on your body than it, um, may sound or may seem. Uh, and so you need actually both of those types of training up and down, um, to work on your quads and then work on your calves going up, um, quads going down, calves going up. Um, but, uh, that's a great area and I sorely miss it being open. I try not to go places where, you know, there's kapu signs or things are closed off. Like I try to, you know, stay within the confines of what is legal. And, um, I know some people don't and nothing seems to ever happen. And I I hope that nothing ever does. I don't wish like tickets or injury or anything like that on, on anybody. But just as for me, I can't afford a huge ticket. Um, as much as I would love to go and run around that area, I was going like every single day. Um, once they put the sign up, I, I just kind of quit. Maybe I'm a wuss, but I just, you know, I tend to respect signage. Um, I know that there have been a lot of, uh, injuries and I had seen quite a few ne'er-do-wells up in the area. So they may be in trying to, um, kind of curtail or rein in some of that activity too. I know they do studies on the um, hoary bats in that area. So that could be a reason that they blocked it off too. I'm I'm not sure. But um, at any rate, it would be nice if they would open it up and make it a state park so that you could go all the way to the top, like running. I think, you know, running up and down, you're not really hurting anything per se. There's already a road that exists there. It's not like a well-maintained um, road. It's kind of just the terrain and wherever the vehicles have gone over it, and, you know, no grass grows. Um, but it's not like a paved thing. It's gravel in some places. Um, so it's not like smooth or, or whatever. I forgot what my point was in, in all this, but... Uh, but it's nice to run on because it's just like running on, you know, trail, but it's like way wider and you can get a good, um, I think it is four miles to the top, four miles to kind of like the first top. And then I think you can make it into six or seven if you go all the way to the top, top to where the, the road ends. And so it's just a really good, um, it's got a nice distance to, to do like a out and back, um, whether you're just going to like the first dam or, um, whether you're going to the, the top, top. Um, and plus it's next to waterfalls. So, you know, truth be told, I did, um, jump in that 
river a couple times on a hot day it's super nice to to jump in there the only problem with that river is that if it's running uh, uh, running if it's raining um uphill there's always a risk of uh, flash flooding and so that coupled with people jumping off of the um the rock ledges like the cliffs into um into the river and then the river bed i guess being um full of holes like lava tubes some of the tubes are um entrance only so there is a possibility that you know people can be be stuck in those lava tubes uh, this is what i this is my understanding i i believe this to be true but um I know that they pulled some some bodies out of the river within the past five years for sure. But uh, I've seen how much that thing overflows when the hurricane passed by uh, Kona side a couple of years ago. Um, I was actually up near the river a couple of days afterwards and the amount of wash on both sides of the shore, it just took out everything, all the vegetation, all the trees, um, were gone. It was just down to bare rock. And I mean, it was up maybe like 25 feet from the normal waterline. Um, just all along the banks with nothing but uh, bare rock. So it's powerful and uh, deadly. And then even on a, a nice day, if it's raining upslope, uh, there's still a lot of danger um, with being in that river. It's not an area that you can easily um, exit. And so that too may be why they've closed it off. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. And so I definitely want to be respectful of, um, of everybody in this, but I would love to have that area open again, at least the, the road to be able to run up and down, um, I know that's kind of selfish, but I honestly like running up and down there. I don't, I'd never left, you know, trash or, or anything. I was just out there on the trail. I didn't like deviate. Um, not really taking anything away. I did jump in the, the river a couple of times just to, to cool off, but, um, no, no permanent damage or, or trash or anything. So, I think as long as it's respectful, um, it would be it would be nice to have um, people be able to enjoy that area. A lot of waterfalls, I think, are on private land or closed off to the public. So, anyways, um, that's the thought. We're thinking about trying to get a petition going. So, if you're interested in that, make note of it on the Reddit page. Um, that's r forward slash a running thought no g um, a running thought uh, on reddit and you know let us know um i think that's about all i have for for this week i don't have anything uh, i don't have anything else jotted down I'm still looking for people to interact with. So if you want to be on the podcast, I would love to have you on the podcast. Um, just get in touch with me through um, Reddit or through um, my 
other website, thedynamicclint.com. That's got my phone number and my email address. You can um, contact me that way too, but probably Reddit would be just fine. Um, would love to have runners of any ability um, be on, and let's just uh, shoot the, you know what, <laughs> just just a talk story as it were. Um, we don't have to necessarily talk all about running. It could be about anything. Um, but, but yeah, it would be way more interesting to have this podcast with, with other people, uh, besides me talking for sure. Um, and I would love to have, um, the company and get to learn more about why, um, other people started running, why they continue to run, how, um, you know, tips and, and useful things, uh, that would not only benefit me, but benefit everybody that's listening. Um, yeah. So if you want to be on, I would love to to have you on and converse with you. I know COVID's kind of a, uh, a limitation right now. So I totally understand, but, um, Anytime in the future, if you're if you're interested, get in touch with me now because uh, that would keep my hopes up. <laughs> so that's always good. Um, I'm hoping, fingers crossed. Um, it talk, you know, kind of in the same vein of keeping things interesting and 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 useful. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that um, if I'm really good, I'll get a GoPro for Christmas and. I used to have a GoPro, but unfortunately it, uh, it died. Um, but hopefully I'll get another one and I'll be able to, to take it out. Um, I don't take my cell phone out so much right now because whoever broke in my truck, um, they stole my, uh, cell phone bag and I've not been able to find another like waterproof bag for my cell phone. And then two, like I use my cell phone for, um, for work related stuff. So like in order to get like tokens to log into my computer and all that stuff, I have to use my cell phone. So like if that breaks, I'm so in so much trouble. Like I have to get another phone immediately to even be able to do my job. So, um, there's that part too, but, uh, I don't know why I'm telling you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't carry my cell phone as much. And plus I've been doing shorter runs. Um, so I haven't really needed to carry my cell phone. On normal, like not normal, on longer runs, I would recommend always carrying a communication device. And I personally always carry my cell phone on longer runs. That's part of the reason I haven't done longer ones because I don't have the, the bag. And I just need to sit down and order one off of uh, Amazon, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so hopefully I'll get the GoPro and then my, my goal is to actually, sorry, it started raining, um, so you probably hear that pretty loud in the background, but, um, it's okay. I'm almost done. I'm hoping to get out on the trails and do some videos and post those up so that people can see like where to go and what to expect, um, on some different running trails around, uh, the volcanoes national park and then just around big island in general uh, and i'm hoping to make that a process of discovery uh even for me 
maybe explore some new places um, and get those posted up. But but yeah, so that's all I got for now. I think we're just over an hour into this, and hopefully I'll be back uh, within the next week to talk to you all again. But for everybody listening, thank you. Um, I do appreciate uh, all of you that are listening, and I'm hoping to get more guests and have uh, more exciting things on the podcast in the future. Uh, Everybody hang in there. It looks like vaccines are uh, rolling out, and I don't know, maybe this 2021 will be way better year than uh, 2020 has been, but um, just keep hanging in there, take care, get out on the trail, do some running, um, and stay tuned. I'll be back in the next week, hopefully. Thanks for listening. 